Welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 120 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be stepping away from the Disney theme parks for just a moment and talking about Disney Vacation Club staycations. We'll explain exactly what that means throughout this episode, but in short, it's a way that you can visit Walt Disney World and stay at a Disney Vacation Club resort hotel and focus your vacation simply on the amenities, the dining, and the activities that are available at your resort hotel without perhaps even visiting the theme parks on your Walt Disney World vacation. It really is incredible how much Disney Vacation Club offers when it comes to activities and amenities at your resort hotel. The pools are always fantastic and there's so much that you can do to really make the most of a Disney vacation without even visiting the theme park. So I thought it'd be a really interesting topic. I, of course, have a special guest who is a former Walt Disney World ambassador, which is really exciting, who was kind enough to sit down with me and talk about this subject. And we had such a great time talking about our favorite things to do at the Disney Vacation Club Resort Hotels. Before we get started, I do want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, WDW Magazine. I am both an author a contributor and a subscriber to the to WDW Magazine. And you can learn more about how to subscribe to their print or digital editions, which I certainly encourage you to do by clicking on the link in the show notes, uh, the show notes of this episode or by heading to ImagineerPodcast.com. At the end of the episode, I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer podcast. you are doing well. It's so great to see you. I always love doing these Instagram lives. It is just such a fun way to connect with all of you and talk about Disney topics and have a great time. So I'm, I'm so glad to, to see all of you. I think this is going to be a fun discussion. I didn't tease this one out too much. I thought this would be a fun little surprise to talk about the topic at hand, which is Disney staycations. If you are in my Facebook group or the Imagine Your Podcast Facebook group, you will probably have seen I posted just about a couple hours ago an introduction to this topic because I thought it would be really interesting to sort of chat through um, Disney Vacation Club in particular resorts and staycations. So to do this, I didn't want to do this alone. I, of course, have all of you. So as we're talking today, um, feel free to chime in with your thoughts, your opinions about your favorite places to stay at the Disney parks and resorts, especially Walt Disney World is where we're going to be talking mostly. Um, and it includes Disneyland as well, or Vero Beach, or Hilton Head. There's a lot of different places to stay at Disney World. We're going to talk all about staycations. In order to do that, um, 
I'm going to welcome onto our Instagram live today, Carrie from DVC Rental Store. Um, it's going to be our special guest for this episode. It's always a lot better when I have a second guest to talk through these topics with me. As you know, if you listen to the podcast, it's just so much better to have multiple opinions when we're talking about these topics. So into the Instagram live, we'll see your pop up in a second and we'll have this just as a fun, casual discussion. Um, I'll of course give Carrie the introduce to give her the chance to introduce herself and um, talk all about what she has to offer. But anyway, so Carrie, there you are. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that the tech worked. This was my my one nervous spot, but it's so nice to see you and nice to be with everybody tonight. Same here. I love your background. I have to say that I have noticed and mentioned I, I i typically you know podcast it's audio so i i generally only have to worry about the sound but knowing that this is my desk and this is my only background is just this tomorrowland poster i feel like i need to up my game and uh, i i know people watching those of you watching instagram live have mentioned to me in the past that you would like to see more video from imagine your podcast um if that's true let me know by the way if not i won't because it's a lot more work but i i have to first i think totally redo my background, um, maybe shift position of my desk and just make it more color and, and, and lighting and just make it more fun. Anyway, I love your background, Carrie. That's, that's, the, that's the moral of the story here. You can kind of shift your spot too to say like, you know, for this, I'm going to be over here. And then for this, I'll be over here and kind of get a few different places. Exactly. Exactly. The news is a little bit more of a serious spot with a serious thinking chair and then talking about the history of attractions. I'll go to another spot. I don't have enough room in this room to have multiple different angles, but you know what? They do that on TV with small spaces, so maybe yep. I can too. <laughs> they use spot, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I invited you on here for a reason, and that's because you're very knowledgeable about this topic. Not only do you are, are, are you part of DVC Rental Store, which is a place where you talk about this literally all the time about where to stay at Disney, but you're also, you have a bit of a history with Disney as well. So why don't you introduce yourself for those who are not familiar with you, and um, talk about what you've done at Disney and and what you do today. Well, thank you. Yes, I, so I come to you from uh, 20 years with the Walt Disney Company, 20 plus years, I should say, if I'm going to incorporate college program and um, a fellowship program at Epcot that I did back in the 90s, not today. Wow. Much, I know. Um, but I came back to the company full time in 2000 and um, worked from 2000 to 2020. Um, I was part of the 28,000 cast members who were did see their jobs become eliminated. And I have to say, I wasn't too surprised. Well, you know, definitely sad. And, and, um, you know, it's never a fun phone call to get. I had the most seniority on my team. And I thought I've been down this path before. I have a feeling I'm on somebody's list somewhere. So um, it was hard. But at the same time, 20 years was a nice round number also. So I've had the privilege and honor truly to do everything I wanted to do at Disney and not in doing things that I didn't even know I wanted to do. And so I was, um, I was a college program recruiter. Um, so I started, you know, in the college program back in the 90s, but I loved that role because I really get to come full circle in my career and then recruit the students to do the college program of, I guess it was like 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, I've worked for Disney Cruise Line. Um, I was a DVC sales guide as well. So I might've met some of 
some some of you on uh, listening and watching tonight. Um, I was a sales guide over at Saratoga Springs for a few years, and that's how I got connected with Nick Cotton, who you know uh, he's the founder of DVC Resale Market, and Marissa, who you had on last month, and um, Derek's really well known through the DVC fan base and things like that. So we all work together. Um, my favorite role with Disney, I get asked that all the time. I was a Walt Disney World ambassador in 2008, and um, that's kind of like the emissary of goodwill, if you if you will. It was a position that Walt created himself um, back in 1964, and the very first ambassador, a uh, trivia question for anybody, if anybody knows who the very first Disneyland ambassador was, you're thinking. I So this, it's funny, I actually had this discussion on <laughs> the show before with Scott Wolf, who's a Disney archaeologist, and there was a debate about who the first Disneyland Resort ambassador was. But I think the first official one was Julie Ream, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yes. So beautiful Julie Ream. She was the very Disneyland ambassador. She was known as Miss Disneyland Tencennial back then, also. So it, they had morphed into what the ambassador is today. Um, but that was by far one of my favorite highlights of my career um, and then I ended my career with Disney after 20 years with Club 33 and I was a sales manager with Club 33 kind of that you know secret behind the doors and um, so I worked for Club 33 and that's I, that was a perfect place to end you know a 20-year career and now I kind of call this with World of DVC and DVC rental store sort of Disney adjacent you know <laughs> Disney any longer. Um, my dad always wants to say that I work for a subsidiary of Disney. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> you can't really say that, but. <laughs> that's not true, but I'm Disney adjacent. And I to be among people who truly are just true Disney fans through and through. And um, I had rich conversations as a cast member, but I feel like we get to do common, you know, moments like these um, with with the audience and with, with the Disney fans that it's just such a joy to be able to do that. Um, and so I've been with World of DVC and DVC Rental Store, um, I was thinking of that today, not quite a year, but since December. Um, so I took a few months off and just, um, you know, knew I was coming here, but um, just, just had a little bit of downtime, which was needed, and then started on December of 2020 and um, coming into, what's that now, I guess my ninth, tenth month with the company. Which is great. I should have... I should have even included uh, in the in the in the description the Disney staycation to the former Walt Disney World ambassador because that that I think has a, a good ring to it. Maybe we'll make that the permanent IGTV uh, or podcast description of this. But that's amazing. Um, I, I kind of want to almost turn this into an interview just because there's so many questions to ask. I won't ask about Club Thirty Three because there's a lot of secrets and. I don't want to talk too much about that one, but there's a lot to a lot to talk about with the Walt Disney World Ambassador Program in particular. I'll just ask one question: What did you enjoy most about being an ambassador? Um, I, oh gosh, we should have prepped that question. There's so many, <laughs> so much. You know, the, the whole process of it is really intriguing because it's a it's really a four step process of an interview. It's a whole stage show at the end to select who the ambassador is. Um, think very, I hate to equate it to like a pageant, but it kind of is in a way where you go up and you give a speech and what, you know, one or two people are selected in my year, it was two people. Um, so the, the whole moment of getting that dream was forever is forever etched in my my brain but as far as like an event or something that i did that i i just will always remember and that i remember just trying to be so present in this moment is i was um asked to go to the to tokyo disneyland 
uh, for the 25th anniversary of Tokyo Disneyland. And That's cool. it was the coolest experience of my life. And one ambassador from every park was there. So it was, it was only um, five, six of us. And um, we did event after event. And we did so much with the cast members and with the media and in Dis Tokyo Disneyland. And it was the quickest five days of my life because you literally yeah. no downtime really to do anything. Um, but I just remember like standing on this stage doing this event and thinking, be present, be present. Like, don't, don't be in such a cloud of like disbelief, you know, that you forget what this is like. And, and I'm really happy that I did that because that Tokyo Disneyland is something special indeed. And uh, I've never been to any of the other parks around the world, of course, except Disneyland, um, which I love Disneyland in California as well. My Me heart. Too. My heart goes there too. I, I hate when people say, what's your favorite? I'm like, oh, that's impossible. That's like having a favorite child. You know, I just can't do it. It's so hard. But uh, Tokyo Disneyland, the combination of the culture of the Japanese culture mixed with the service of Disney and the history of Disney and the history of the Japanese, oh my gosh, it was, it was outstanding. And the cast members are just so passionate there too, like, like, like the cast are here. So that was definitely um, a highlight for that year. Well, that's amazing. I think we've discovered a new podcast episode, Carrie. I think we'll have to maybe table this conversation for another time because that is amazing. But you did cue me up because talking about being present, this is literally those who were watching and listen to the podcast know I talk about this a lot. In fact, the last few episodes that we've done are focused on things like simple moments at Disney, the times where you are less focused on, to your point, rushing from one thing to the next and in this cloud of being at Disney, but are grounded and aware of where you are, the experience that you're having, the just wonderful positivity of being in Disney. Um, it's something I have tried to get better at doing. And I've noticed when I do that, I'm one, a lot happier mm -hmm. to any of the potential, you know, obstacles that might otherwise interfere with a happy Disney trip, things like crowds or like extra weights on attractions or an attraction goes down and you have to sit in the queue for 30 minutes or you're stuck on a ride. When you're present and aware and happy of being at Disney, all of a sudden that doesn't become a problem anymore. And you just get this real positivity from the, the experience of physically being there. But the other way that you can be present at Disney is while I have never actually done a, a full staycation, I've never done a full trip to Walt Disney World and not done to the parks every time in Disneyland too, especially Disneyland, there's never been a time that I'm like not in Disneyland from open to close because I'm where I rarely get the chance to go relative to Walt Disney World at least. Um, there's something to be said about taking a staycation and that could be even part of a trip where you carve out three days, four days to go to the parks, and it may be carve out two or three days to just enjoy the resort. Because as you know, working at Disney Vacation Club, and I know also having worked at Disney Vacation Club and going to the resorts, especially the DVC resorts, offer so much. And when I go to these resorts, and even to stop by in the middle of the day, I almost find myself 
wanting to stay longer because of the activities or the amenities or watching people lounging by the pool or knowing that, oh, there's a great place to dine right here. Or, hey, if, especially if I'm walking through the evening, I've actually, I remember going through, walking by the Polynesian and kind of rushing to get to the fireworks. And all of a sudden I see that they're playing a movie on the beach. And all of a sudden I think about stopping in my tracks and going to see the movie instead. Um, there's just so much to enjoy about the resorts that I don't think enough people realize and appreciate. And especially because your DVC rental store will, will focus the conversation using vacation club resorts. I might throw in a couple of non DVC honorable mentions um, just in case there are people who are curious, but um, have you ever done a staycation at Walt Disney World or Disneyland? I have never in Disneyland. I'm with you. When I'm at Disneyland, I'm kind of moving and grooving. Um, but I live in the Central Florida area, so we don't live far from, from the parks. And so we do have the luxury of just popping over to the resorts, you know, from time to time for a night. So I'm super sensitive to people who say, I'm not going to pay, you know, my plane ticket and to get all the way to the resorts, not to go to the parks, you know, once a year totally get that you're here to kind of experience it all um, but I do encourage people to to kind of get out of that mindset that we all have to be in now at Disney I you know not only it was am I with Disney for 20 years but we came here as a family as well and so we very well remember the days where you could just walk into any park and you could just walk up to a podium and have dinner and walk onto an attraction and it wasn't this minute by minute planning you know, strategizing Excel documents and up at 6 a.m. and like, you know, the hunt and kill and this and that, like it wasn't that. And I think a lot of people might remember those days. Um, there is some, some excitement to getting all your plans checked off. And I, I understand too, as a, I'm a planner, so I love kind of checking everything off, but I have to say the resorts do such a great job of offering, like you said, kind of that little break it sounds like I'm not going to just sit and watch people try it. It's very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting who you see. I, I have really, really great experiences that come to my mind. Um, really three actually, but the, the, the most recent one was we were over um, staying at Copper Creek and Copper Creek is one of my favorite um, DVC resorts. Everyone tells me that um, until I go to Alani that, Alani will become my favorite. And maybe that's true. I've not been to Alani just yet. I've heard that too. Yes. I so haven't either. I love Copper Creek so much. And what I love about it is what there is to do there. First of all, I live like 20 minutes around the corner. So I, I'm in the midst of the Florida nature and humidity and not that it's not humid at Copper Creek, of course it is, but the landscape feels like I'm in Colorado or Yosemite in California. It's so beautiful. And I'm a New England girl. I'm from Boston. And um, so I love that type of scenery. I don't really like palm trees very much. So for me to go to Copper Creek, I love it. And one of the one of our favorite things that we've done is had breakfast at um oh it's not Trails End, that's Fort Wilderness. What's that one right when you first walk in on the left? Uh, Whispering Canyon. Oh, thank you. Whispering Canyon. Yeah. We'll have breakfast there, which I think is a fabulous breakfast. And we've done the walking trail over to, I'm not sure if it's open right now, but when it does reopen, the walking trail over to the Fort Wilderness, which is a non-DVC resort specifically. So you're going from DVC to something non. But the new stable that's over there and the walking trail, I think walking back and forth is about three miles, maybe three and a half miles. So you have a Sounds nice right. 
right? Have a nice hearty breakfast and then do that walking trail over to Fort Wilderness. And if you've got kids, first of all, that's a that's just a straight path. It's awesome. We've seen deer on that path, which is the most magical thing. Um, so you get kind of like, you still get magic. It's just in nature. It's just very natural. Like Disney's not, the deer aren't audio animatronic, you know, <laughs> at any minute. They're real. And going over and seeing the state, playground there there's you know more great restaurants the trails end is there um there's there's a, a little um petting farm with goats and there's so much to see over there too and then you walk back um and so that's one of my favorite things to do we just did that we went to the boardwalk um maybe three or four weeks ago so we wanted to do uh food and wine we wanted to stay at the boardwalk for the night go to food and wine and i didn't know that future world didn't open at nine Again, old school. New, yeah, the new the new policies yeah. since they reopened last year, right? Okay, the so new hours, I should say. Yeah, it opens at 11. So we wandered over, and as we were wandering over to about 8.45, I thought, gosh, there's nobody here. This is awesome. We're going to have Epcot to ourselves. And then the security guard came over, and he said, what can I do for you? And I said, oh, well, we're just going to go to Future World. And he said, at 11. And I said, <laughs> really? Oh, no. And that, like, threw off the whole day because I thought, well, shoot, that – in your, that that throws off Soren and that throws off food and wine and so we just wandered back to the boardwalk we had a quick breakfast but we sat on that big lawn in front of the staircase yes Literally, I know exactly where that is yeah you know you know where I'm at under this enormous beautiful shaded tree and literally just sat there and watched people go by and took some pictures took pictures of the trees and the scenery but it was so relaxing and we just kind of did plan our day but it wasn't like a hustle bustle and I said you know to get a bottle of wine, some cheese, or a little lunch bag of, of something for lunch or some snacks to sit here. You don't need a reservation for that. There was hardly anybody around us, so social distancing was great. It was warm, but we were shaded, and it was it was so delightful and lovely in it. To me, I love Magic Kingdom. I love all the parks, but I don't always want to be hot and sweaty wandering around a theme park either. Sometimes I just want to take it easy, and that was one of the best moments. It is, there is something to be said, and that is also a, a sort of proof point that you encounter that security guard who reminds you that it was an 11 o'clock open time, you were there two hours before, and in most cases, or in a lot of cases, that would be a, a disappointment, right, on a right. vacation. That'd be at the point where you would say, oh, this ruined my day, this ruined my plans, this is, but no, like to your point, that's the opportunity the excuse to go do something else and to go back to the boardwalk and discover that space and just sit there and relax. I remember I, I have of all the resorts around the, uh, around Crescent Lake behind Epcot. Um, I've stayed at Yacht Club the most boardwalk. Yeah. I stayed at once or twice. Actually, I stayed there twice um, on my, on all my Disney vacations. And I remember on one in particular, the last one, that was at this point five six years ago i think we had a room that you know you go you go through the elevator you go up the elevator you find the room and you get a sense of where it was uh kind of roughly in the resort but not exactly um but i remember that there was the, the elevator was taking a while or maybe one of them was down or something and there was a stairwell and i said you know what? let's just take the stairwell and it was really close to our room and we took the stairwell, we, we went down and we exited the stairwell. And sure enough, we exited on the boardwalk exactly where you said. Um, and so we knew that in the mornings, we could literally like walk out of our room. And now we didn't even take the elevator to the lobby anymore. We took that stairwell right down into that greenery yeah. area in the middle of the boardwalk. 
grab a coffee or, uh, uh, um, for me, I'm a morning person. So I like to go down to the boardwalk bakery and grab a coffee and a pastry yeah. and just sit and relax on the boardwalk is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I love that resort. Yeah, um, the spots to do that in too. And Disney can be very frustrating. Like I said, I am old school, 20, 30 years of coming to Disney. I've seen it all change. I've gone, we've gone from, you know, we, my mother used to say, get your stamp, you know, get your stamp on your hand. Cause you had to stamp before you go to the different parks. That's and right. Wait, remember that? How they still do that at Disneyland. Do they do that at Disneyland? They did. The last time I was there in Disneyland locals, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was there in December of 2019, they still did that. Oh my gosh. To go well, between the parks. We haven't done that in a long time. And you know, Magic Band. You know? And so it, we went to Magic Band. So I've seen it all, you know, change just so drastically. And and some for the some for the great, some for the good, and some you're like, mm, I'm not so sure. But that's okay. For the not so sure, like the resorts do offer such a great moment to just find your own little like peaceful, quiet memory at Disney that doesn't necessarily have to be with 500 other people. Absolutely. I have to, I have to throw my favorite resort in because you talked mm -hmm. about Copper Creek. I yeah. do love Boardwalk. I, mm -hmm. I mean, it, you can, I, you can get me started on any DV, on any DVC or any Disney resort to begin with. But um, my favorite one to do a staycation. And again, I haven't done a full staycation, but I have done at least partial staycations is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh. And frankly, it doesn't matter to me if it's Jumbo House or Kidani. I right. mean, both, both are great. I, I lean a little bit more towards Jumbo House only because <laughs> I like the Mara. I like, I love Boma. Um, and even just having Victoria Lounge there. Um, I remember one evening on a recent trip, we, at the end of the day, it was a long day. We, we literally were at Disney's Animal Kingdom opening. We went all the way to the very end of the day. And we even were the last ones on Flight of Passage. I mean, that's literally how long our day was, was we were right there to the very end of the day. Um, we got back to the resort, we were exhausted, and we considered going to our rooms, but instead we decided to just grab a beverage on and sit by the fire pit in the Jumbo House lobby and just sit there and, and reflect on the day and just have that moment of quiet and peace. Yeah. Um, just like watching the flames in the fire pit and enjoying the company of each other, which was great. But obviously the animals make Dizzy's Animal Kingdom Lodge in itself the perfect place for a staycation. I usually recommend to people, while the resort is a great place to go and stay in any room, mm -hmm. if you're going, especially if it's a splurge for you, if it's not something that you typically can do to begin with, if it's, if it's a little over budget for a Disney trip and you're taking this sort of once in a lifetime or once in a decade, um, splurge deluxe trip, do the Savannah view. Yeah. Take I, away, take away a couple of, of expensive dining reservations, you know, maybe don't go to Victorian Alberts, right. but instead get that, get Good. that Savannah view, um, just to wake. And that's the best way to do a staycation there is you wake up in the morning to open the blinds and see live animals out your window, live African animals out your window is just, it's amazing. Um, so that to me, and then at the end of the day, I mean, at night, it's not going to be as easy to see them. And generally it's, you know, it's dark out. And, but um, I mean, that alone, just the animals alone is enough to make it a great staycation. Um, Special there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> but then beyond that, I mean, one of the things I love about the lodge, about Animal Kingdom Lodge, and especially Jamba House, but again, Kadani applies as well, is 
let's say it is, it's actually a great place to go if you're going to be there. I don't want to say for a hurricane because um, it's never great to go during a hurricane, but if there's going to be a tropical storm, it's just a really bad day. Maybe the parks are, you don't want to go to the parks. You don't want to deal with, even if they're open, like severe weather and, um, which by the way is a great time to go if you're going to do it safely because there's nobody in the parks. But <laughs> if you don't want to deal with that, you can spend all this time in Animal Kingdom Lodge and never go outside um, and enjoy the animals from your room. Um, go down to, we'd well, have to go kind of outside to the Mar through the covered walkway. Um, but again, dine in Boma. And they have all these activities that are in the resorts and they have a schedule um every day with things that you could do in the resorts crafts learning about the um about the different uh cultural inspirations for animal kingdom lodge um games and activities they have you know the movies that i talked about that they have at the resorts they have all these things to do at the resorts so if you can't go to the parks or want to take a more relaxing trip um Animal Kingdom Lodge is probably one of my favorite places to do that for all of those reasons. Just a well-rounded place to stay. You just reminded me too, we wanted to go to Sanaa one night because um, I love Sanaa and I love the bread service there. So good. Right. And this was probably about three months ago and there was no reservations. It was pretty last minute. And so I thought, you know, um, we'll do uh, mobile dining. So we did the mobile dining and we ordered it super easy. Um, right when we showed up, we just checked in. And then if anyone's not ever done mobile dining, when you check in, you just say like, I'm here. And then they start preparing your meal fresh. And then the lady, the, the hostess said to us, it'll be about 15 minutes. We'll text you when it's ready. And I said, we're, we're not staying here, but we just thought it would be fun to kind of do like a little picnic. She says, oh my gosh, we were in so Kadani. She said, yeah. there's to the library. She said, nobody's ever there. And you can dine up there and see the animals. So it like blew our mind that we were like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. So we went outside we saw the animals got my text 10 minutes later came back in got the bag our drinks um they were lax on napkins that's my only feedback make sure you ask for extra napkins if you're not in a room and you're going to do a picnic extra napkins went upstairs to the library sat watched the animals had our sanaa bread service it was fabulous it was such a good way to pivot into something that we wanted to do that we couldn't do because of the you know i'm kind of a fixer so i'm like okay there's a there's a there's a barrier how do we get around it, you know, with yeah. rules? And so we just did mobile dining and it was awesome. And it, it's also a nice way to see a resort too. Can't always get into the resorts if you don't have a specific reservation, you know, if there's an event going on. But if you do some mobile dining, they have to let you in because you've paid for your meal by that point. So it's a nice way to kind of do that, ex kind of explore the resorts, especially around Christmas time, the holidays, if you want a resort, hop and see the different holiday decorations and the trees. Love that too, so nice. You know, do your mobile order and get some cupcakes, coffee, hot chocolate, or little vino, whatever it is, you know, good to go. Yeah. And that also, by the way, to answer uh, Serpent54's question about seeing the animals, both Kidani and Jumbo House, you can see the animals if you're not staying there, if you're in the resort. Kidani Village is right outside of the lobby. You can see the animals. And then Jumbo House, you have to leave the lobby, go past the pool, make a left. Um, but it's still in, there is public viewing areas for, for the animals. Um, yeah, go ahead, Carrie. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and Rob asked about the restaurants being open. I do believe all of them are open because Boma was the last one to reopen. I think so. I'm not mistaken. I actually have to double check about Gico. Um, but I think wasn't sure if Gico G might not be yet. Um, but definitely Boma is open. I'm pretty sure Sanaa is open. Yeah, Sanaa is definitely open as well. Um, Gico, I'm not sure about. And the Mars, of course, open. So, yes. Yeah, it's great.
Uh, but what were you going to say, Carrie? I, I feel like I interrupted you. Uh, no, I was just going to call out his restaurant and, and ask oh, you. Oh, perfect. Open, so we're on the same page. <laughs> we're definitely on the same page. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Boardwalk. We talked about Copper Creek. We talked about um, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Let's go to, uh, well, this Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom Resorts includes Copper Creek, but let's specifically talk about the monorail line because there's three on the monorail line. You've got um, the Grand, the villas at Grand Floridian. You have um, the Polynesian villas and bungalows, and you have Bay Lake Tower. Of those three, which is your favorite? I have to go with the Grand Floridian. And I'll give you a bougie example of, okay. you know, bougie versus budget. Um, <laughs> so a bougie example of, um, and Rob Dombrowski, happy anniversary to you and your wife. Oh yeah, happy anniversary. Um, for, at Animal Kingdom. Um, but I have to say um, the Grand Floridian, I, I just love the elegance of it. I love the beauty of it. Um, from a personal standpoint too, I was the ambassador for their 20th anniversary. So I had a whole week of just like lovely teas and celebrations and oh, it was just so beautiful. Um, it reminds me of my hometown a little bit. My hometown of Melrose, Massachusetts is very Victorian. Um, so it's got a little bit of that um, feel to it. But we just did for my birthday was in June and we stayed at the Grand um, and booked a cabana. So to talk about like being a little bit bougie and not just going to the pool, like we had the whole cabana, which the was cabana, yeah. so fabulous. And so and it was definitely a splurge, but one that I would do again. Um, and one, I, I'll tell you what I loved, and then I'll tell you what I didn't love, because I'm, I, I definitely don't ever have rose-colored glasses on. I'm super picky, um, but the cabana was awesome. They had a birthday sign, and you get food and beverage. You can order your lunch, but they there's like a complimentary fruit basket, and there was complimentary desserts and all the drinks and everything. Your two lounge chairs and all your towels, and inside there's a fan and you know a nice place to get out of the sun for a little bit. The service was phenomenal. It was just. It was so awesome. Um, but I had asked the server, I said, it looks like this was put up with like shower rods and curtains. Couldn't you do something a little more substantial? And he was like, <laughs> no. And he said, because this was not meant for cabanas, he said they are a little makeshift because we can take them down in a hurricane. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I just won't look up and see all the mishmashiness together. But I have to say the cabana was so special to do that at the, at the Grand Floridian. And we actually had lunch the day prior at Kona at the Polynesian and, you know, just did the whole monorail around. We didn't even go to any of the parks at all. We just kind of enjoyed the monorail, um, you know, wandered around. Um, we didn't wander around Bay Lake Tower, but the contemporary because the mural in that main lobby, the Mary Blair mural, I love Disney history and heritage and all that and i just love the mary blair mural so to see that and then get back on the monorail go have lunch at kona and then stay at the grand flirting and then have the cabana the next day it was really really special it was wonderful that's amazing i have to say the cabanas are hard to book but well worth it if you get the chance and it is a splurge but honestly if you think about comparing the cost of the amenities and the luxuries around the parks it's really pretty fairly priced for what you're getting. Um, it's about a, around a couple hundred dollars. I think it's around $200. I think it depends if you get half a day or a full day. Um, but you do get that, you know, dedicated surface, just your own spot at the pool. So if you're doing a staycation, um, you know, you'll drop that much on a spa treatment for 50 minutes. And, and here you are getting pretty much the entire day at a cabana. Um, 
And it was nice to have shade too. You know, it's so hot. Yeah. And I just thought if you have little ones or kind of need a nap or just need to get out of the sun for a little bit, it was nice to have that, um, you know, that option. We have the pool, the lounge chairs, and then the cover with a fan. And um, there was a TV in there. We didn't put the TV on other than to just play Disney music. We're just geeky like that. So we'd like to do the same thing. <laughs> I know. So we just had like nice magical Disney music on the whole time. And I mean, it was just, it was really, really wonderful. And I think we had it from 10, I think we had 10 to five or 10 to six. Yeah, it was really great. It was a Which nice, perfect. Yeah, certainly not something that we would do every single time, but for a nice, you know, celebration or just for a treat for yourself, you know, just like the Savannah view. Like I think every, you have to experience the Savannah view. I think you should experience a, a cabana. They're, they're really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100 percent, 100% agree. The villas at Grand, this is Grand Floridian is one place. Um, well, there's a few places I haven't stayed, and that's one of them. Um, it's on my list of places to stay. Uh, I have to say that on the monorail line, I have to agree with you that that is my like preferred place. The Grand Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa in general. I just love that place. Um, I've always have since I was young. Um, and it's while well, my family to in all fairness like my family growing up we stayed off property first like we didn't go to there was not as many resorts and we couldn't always afford to stay on property so we would stay off property we would drive down there we kind of did it the budget way yeah. um as we got older um we my parents were making a little bit more money and and we we tended to splurge a little bit and i remember that the first time they like we couldn't spend the entire trip at Grand Floridian, but we spent one night at Grand Floridian. They just gave us one night at Grand Floridian on our yeah. vacation, and it was just such a great, luxurious stay. Um, and now, when I, you know, if I get the chance to go, uh, which is still kind of rare, but if I get the chance to go and stay there, it it was it's just such a great, um, great moment of again, like I'm here, I love this place, uh, and it makes me want to stay at the resort and just hang out at the resort as long as possible. Yeah. It's um, it's so beautiful there. And it's not as I've heard people say, Oh, it's too stuffy for me or this. And I, I don't find, I don't, I didn't find it to be too stuffy. I think people just, I don't either. Yeah. I, I really I, don't. Where you feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, you, you have all these thoughts going through your head. And I just, I just didn't feel that there. I just felt very welcomed and, and, um, and yeah, just always have. And our first resort that we ever stayed at was the Caribbean beach. Um, as a family. And that was when the Caribbean beach was a value resort. So there was no pop century or all-star. And my sister was here on the Disney college program. And my dad said, well, we'll, you know, go down and see her for two weeks. And so we stayed, I think at their friend's house in Cocoa beach. So like they were so, my parents were so like, it was so hard. It was, they were mean to me because we went to Cocoa beach first. Like you don't bring your child to Florida. <laughs> beach before disney world like are you crazy and they did and i remember i just was like i don't like Cocoa beach i just want to get to disney and i do like <laughs> nothing wrong with Cocoa beach it's lovely but when you're 15 and all you want to do is go to disney and so we drove in um my dad's friend drove us over and then literally like left us at the curb at caribbean beach and we were like like we were like in the land of oz we we didn't know where we were and and um my mother i remember saying like this is the this is the cheap hotel like this is like we just we'd stay in nice places in New Hampshire, but it was always like lodges or, you know, a little place, you know, somewhere just tucked in the mountains like we were not we we used to go to a cabin up in the beach, you know, so like we didn't understand tropical and Disney. It was just hysterical. But 
So Caribbean Beach has a place in my heart because that was our favorite, our, our, our first resort. And then that was our favorite until they stayed at the boardwalk. And then they were like, oh, we can never go back to the Caribbean Beach. I, I hear that. It's um, our, our, our first official Disney resort that we stayed at was Port Orleans Riverside. That was our, oh. our first time staying on property. Yep. Um, great grounds. You can make a great staycation out of that place as well. The, the pool is a lot of fun. Um, and plus that it, it shares, uh, you know, a walkway and is very close to its sister resort, French Quarter, which is another place that's a great place to stay. Um, but with Caribbean Beach, you queued me up to Walt Disney World's newest resort, uh, which is uh, Disney Riviera Resort, which they demolished part of Caribbean Beach to build. Um, and uh, it kind of shares the still the same space. It's around the same lake. And it's the, you know, the sort of first made for Skyliner resort, <laughs> um, the first official like Disney Skyliner resort. So that's a great perk of, of staying there. But, you know, I have to say again, like I, I'll be honest too, when it comes to places that, that I stay at Disney, like I, I like to, to think about not so much price, but value. Mm -hmm. um, and Riviera is, in terms of price, I mean, it, it's steep. It's actually, if you're looking at, and we're going to talk about prices too, because I think that anyone who wants, who wants to stay in these places but doesn't, can't quite afford the, the rates we're talking about, there's a way around that kind of. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, sort of rack rate, the prices are, are pretty steep to stay at, you know, even a, a tower studio. Um, it can start at like 400 a night um, to stay there. But the resort itself, I remember walking in there for the first time and any new resort you walk into, it's a new experience. And the first thing that struck me was the smell mm -hmm. um, inside Disney Riviera Resort, that fresh, like, I, I'm not good at describing scents, but floral, lavender, um, fresh scent is just so, like, luxurious is the only word I could describe it. Um, and I've gone to visit the resort a couple times. I still haven't stayed there. Getting to dine at Topolino's Terrace, breakfast, dinner is great. Um, I have yet to dine at the um, at the quick service at Riviera Resort, but I've heard amazing, um, amazing things about it. Have you had the chance to stay there yet? No, I've not stayed at Riviera. Um, I too think it's just beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. I have gone over. Um, we have a reservation for Topolino, but I think it's in like two or three weeks. So I'm just shy. That's all I'll let you know. Um, and it's for dinner. So I'm super excited about that because I feel like I'm the last person on the planet who has not gone to Topolino's just yet. Um, but I loved the lobby to me reminded me a little bit of the Four Seasons lobby that's here at, at Disney, but much smaller and more. Yes. Um, and I, if you have not been to Riviera, this is another great resort to just kind of take a down day, enjoy the Skyliner, enjoy being walkable to Caribbean Beach because there's some great restaurants over there too. Sebastian's is such a, a great place. But coming back to Riviera, there's so many little hidden gems of Walt history and you know never before seen really travel pictures of Walt and Lillian in Europe with Roy with his children and it's it's just beautiful and so we went over to um, kind of just wander through I think I got a muffin or a croissant or something from the bakery but but the but the bakery is is so immersed in that travel photography um, and again I'm a, I'm a Walt Disney like not i just love anything that's heritage and history when it comes to walt and um so just to just wander around waiting for breakfast to be made 
it just captive was captivating to me. And then all the, I love the, the gardens, you know, the pristineness of the gardens and you really feel like you're in the Mediterranean. I loved it. True. I do love Le Petit Cafe. Um, it's, it's a great place for coffee yeah. and, 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 um, and uh, just to get like a little pastry, like you mentioned, and then sit in the Voyager's Lounge right next door. And there's so much, there is so much Walt history in there. Um, so any Walt Disney oh, fans, you, it's a great place to sit and, and enjoy. I, you know all the names. Good for, I need to keep up. <laughs> I have to try really hard to remember. And even I forgot Primo Patio is the, um, which I'm not pronouncing properly, is the quick service. I couldn't remember it when I was, it so often happens that I talk about, uh, I'll like want to talk about a place to eat. And yeah. it could be as simple as Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. And as soon as I want to bring it up, I forget it. <laughs> like, what's, what's the name of that place with Sunny Eclipse? It's in Tomorrowland. Um, I try really hard to remember all the names of all the places. It's, there's, there's a lot There's a lot to remember. Yeah. Um, rather than go through all the resorts, I just want to go through, uh, say, a couple more categories. One of the places that we didn't talk about that as a, as a New England um, homegrown <laughs> New Englander, uh, we kind of have to talk about because i think this is the place that's rated as one of the best places for a staycation at disney period disney vacation club or not is disney's beach club resort um and the villas at beach club specifically because of storm along bay yep. people love that pool it is easily the best pool at disney um and even beach club has two other pools they have the the disney vacation club pool plus the other quiet pool and then they also share uh, one or two quiet pools with Disney's Yacht Club Resort. You can also enjoy. Um, but we, this was the most recent place that I stayed. It was my first, I, I've stayed at Yacht Club, like I said, quite yeah. a few times. I've stayed at Boardwalk twice. This was my first time officially staying at Disney's Beach Club Resort. Um, and again, I wanted to spend more time in the resort because there's a lot to offer. I mean, between the just and we did this on one day we we grabbed some food from beach club marketplace and we just sat in the solarium which is one of my favorite places to sit it's usually very quiet in the middle of the day um it's very cool in there despite it being a solarium they keep it very cool there's a lot of places to sit back and, and lots of couches and tables to just relax the disney vacation club um beach club villas have their own room um to enjoy as well sort of this lounge space um, not to mention Cape May Cafe, the walking distance. I mean, the walking distance to Epcot is the perk, period, of staying at Beach Club. You just hop out of the resort, hook a left, walk two, three minutes, and you're at the International Gateway. Um, going to Hollywood Studios the other direction, a longer walk, or you take the ferry. Plus, I like to think of those resorts, all the resorts around Epcot, um, Epcot's Crescent Lake in the back, Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Swan and Dolphin you have almost like one shared giant resort to with all of these amenities and restaurants and a beach club has the cabanas that has its own spot, has its own fitness center. I mean, it's just a, a fantastic place to stay. So have, have you stayed there before as a new Englander? Oh yes, of course. And Cape May pre COVID was our, you know, one of our places that we have to hit. My parents still live up in, in, uh, in Massachusetts. So when they come down, they have their, their, their line items of things that we have to do. We have not done Cape May post COVID. Um, but that was definitely something that we loved. Just the feel of being so close to so much action, but still feeling like you can have some peace and quiet. And my parents stayed there uh, two Christmases ago, and they ended up with this oversized balcony um, facing one of the quiet pools. And it, they just, they just, 
loved it. And so we went grocery shopping and really spent so much time on the balcony, just literally like playing games and looking at pictures and just reminiscing. And I, I talked to my parents all, all the time, but we don't get a lot of that face time. And so for, it was such a nice moment for all of us to sit and, you know, not be racing around the park. My mom, you know, will do all of the big attractions. She's in her seventies and God love her. That woman can do rock and roller coaster hands down five times more than any of us can. She's just a little Sprite, but amazing. my, she's amazing, but my dad doesn't enjoy that. So, but he enjoys sitting just on his bench and people watching and getting his Florida tan on. But this was like a moment where we just grabbed some things from Publix and sat and just every day was like, well, we have breakfast, but let's just sit here. And we just, we just have this organic conversation just on their balcony. It was awesome. But then knowing, and I think we felt we could do that because Epcot's literally like right there. And so yeah. you don't, Spend two hours traveling somewhere it's literally a five minute walk um, it's amazing it is one of my favorite things about the beach club the yacht club the boardwalk that whole area again i go back to the holidays which are coming and i swear i'm not pushing anybody to do anything for the holiday season i just i love it but the board i'm uh, sorry the beach club um used to put i'm not sure if they're doing it this year but i'm sure that it'll come back at some point but they would make a life-size um gingerbread carousel that we seen it that actually turns and chef um stefan reamer he's a german chef that was one of the top pastry chefs at disney and he is just phenomenal he's responsible for the ganachery over at disney springs and he just oh my gosh he's just wonderful so thankful for that oh, <laughs> chef stefan he is fabulous but he's the creator of this um moving carousel and so just to go kind of resort hop and take in the resorts at um, at the holiday time. That's one of the best places I think to do it because you don't need too too much too much modes of a transportation. You do have the boat if you don't want to walk it, but you can just leisurely walk around the whole boardwalk area. It's it when people ask me, it's like you know your favorite moment when you're an ambassador, your favorite Disney resort. I'm like, oh, these are tough questions. I don't know because every resort has something so different, you know, and they all have their they all have their moments of greatness and then they all have theirs kind of like areas of opportunity i think that they could do a little bit better but for the most part i just think you can't go wrong with really any of them you'll 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 just enjoy all of them these are so unique it's so true um yeah beach club is i, I love the, the the gingerbread carousel yeah it's i agree it's it's so much fun um to see it every year and you can spend like 10 minutes staring at it and not notice every detail there's so much detail to it find the little golden hidden Mickeys that are so tiny in there. And it's just, it's just magical. It's all that attention to detail. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a couple of lightning round questions. Um, oh. And then, and then we're going to, we're going to talk about um, how to do this because there's besides going through the traditional routes, there's a, I think a DVC rental store in particular offers something really cool. So anyway, um, Let's talk about these lightning round questions. First, the two resorts we didn't talk about of the many of them is um, two of the largest Disney Vacation Club resort hotels, which are Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, both very, you know, um, similar in their, their size and what they have to offer. Of course, each has their own unique properties. If you were to pick one of those two to enjoy a staycation, which would you pick? Saratoga. Okay. And it, I'm curious why. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I, in a this or that lightning round, I always have to give my reason. And people are like, you're not supposed to do that. But no, yet, that's, I, 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 I totally ignore uh, those rules with lightning round questions. 
Um, Saratoga, I like the landscape better. I love Sarat upstate New York. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just at heart. I really am. And so I love Saratoga's landscape. Um, plus the, the walkability to uh, Disney Springs is, is pretty awesome. So I'd have to go with Saratoga. I would pick that too, but I know that the diehard Disney Vacation Club fans generally lean towards Old Key West, the the original resorts, and the the villas there are, I think, still the largest, um, at least the largest studios, the largest, if I'm not mistaken, they were, I think, the largest um, in terms of square footage um, for the villas of of com comparable sizes at the other resorts. So, you you can't go wrong with Old Key West. They're the largest and the least amount of points. So you just, you get a, an incredible value. So I get it. I totally get it. And I, like I said, I'm really not good at this game because I like old Key West too, but I'd yeah, I know. Oh, Saratoga. No, I'm the same way. Um, that's fair. I'll, I'll pick old Key West for you as, okay. as my staycation resort. Um, the other lightning round question was non-Disney Vacation Club Resort hotels. Um, what is your favorite, if you were to pick, place to enjoy a staycation that's not there's the running out of non-DVC resorts, but a non-DVC resort, what would be your favorite place to stay for a staycation? I'd have to say the Yacht Club. I'd have to say Yacht Club would be my top choice. Um, I really do like uh, Port Orleans French Quarter as well. Um, I just love the, the the vibe there. It's so laid back and and uh, again walkable because there's so much. There's so many walking trails. And there's so much beauty there too, but I'd have to go with Yacht Club. Yacht Club has some of the most comfortable beds. Um, and I love the refurb of the rooms. And again, it's right sandwiched in that area of Beach Club and Boardwalk. So I'd have to I'd have to give it to Yacht Club. Absolutely. That's a great answer. If if we were talking to my dad, he would agree with you. That is why I've stayed there a few times, because it's his favorite resort at Disney is Yacht Club for a number of different reasons. And I can see the appeal having stayed there as well. But I'm actually going to throw a moderate into the mix as my favorite place for a staycation. And anyone who knows me at this point probably guess um, I'm going to say Coronado Springs. Um, especially since the addition of Grandestino Tower, I have shouted to the rooftops. I think probably to my um, to my loss, because I think Disney is catching on. Um, that is the best value moderate resort on property because it feels like a deluxe resort at mm -hmm. moderate prices. Grandestino Tower by itself is like a deluxe resort. I love Grandestino Tower between Barcelona Lounge for coffee in the morning, Dahlia Lounge for drinks in the evening, or even um, Three Bridges Restaurant for drinks in the evening. There's a lot of places to dine. The, um, the pool is iconic and fun, and it's just a huge resort. There's a lot of amenities, and then the movies on the evening, right. in the evening, right outside of the tower in that lawn space in the back. Um, and they have a spa and a fitness center, which is not common for moderate resorts at Disney. So that's my place, non-DVC, for my preferred staycation. Um, but that's that's uh, that Yacht Club is an excellent answer. Um, okay, so first of all, I will say we only focused on Walt Disney World. You already teased out the fact that there's Alani. There's also Disneyland has the grand californian villas and then we have also vero beach and hilton head have disney vacation club properties as well um last time you talked about earlier the fact that we had marissa on the show um from dvc resale market to talk about the benefits of going into a disney vacation club membership and the ideas of, of purchasing direct from disney versus 
purchasing resale. Um, you know, the old slogan for Disney Vacation Club was it's it's Disney's best kept secret. I think the best kept secret nowadays, and I'm not just saying this, is the rental points that you can get through a service like DVC Rental Store. Because I almost feel like if you're not quite ready to buy Disney Vacation Club, or if you can't, like if you just don't have, I can't justify the expense right now to do that. It's a great way to to sort of to te- to test the waters a little bit um, right. and and tap into the value of Disney Vacation Club because you are getting it at a lower rate than direct through Disney. Um, and you're still kind of doing it the Disney Vacation Club way, but not committing to the contract and the down payment and the monthly annual dues. Um, so it's it's really a, a, such a great way. Like if you're if you're, and I, I talked about this with Marissa too. If you are considering Disney Vacation Club, this is the perfect way to test it to see if it's right for you. So anyway, I would love for you to talk a little bit about uh, DVC Rental Store. Yeah, it's it's everything you said is true, and that's one of the reasons I. I love what I do with World of DVC because if you if if you're talking to Marissa and you're saying mm, I'm not quite ready yet, well, okay, you can just go talk to Carrie. And so we're all under the same umbrella. If you are talking to Marissa and you're ready, she can hook you up and you want to finance it with Monero Financial. So there's everything's kind of under one umbrella under World of DVC, which I love. Um, the other part is that so many of us are former cast members of Disney, um, so that that's a wonderful thing. I sit with DVC Rental Store. At as the brand ambassador and the sales and marketing director. So I have a team of people, um, you know, that that work that not necessarily have had the specific Disney training, but they are like the true Disney fans that they are up to speed on on everything Disney. These are not just people who are like, oh, I just needed a job. They truly have a passion for what they're talking about. And so where they might not have the Disney training that we have, they have that additional passion too and then combine that with the training that we can deliver. You know, it's just such a wonderful mix. But the DVC rental store truly is, it's kind of, you know, the best of both worlds as far as if you're a member and you say, gosh, you know, 2020, we had to bank a bunch of points and now I have 300 or 500 points that I would never normally have. Um, you know, my use year is coming up and I don't want to lose all of these points. Consider giving DVC rental store, you know, our dvcrentalstore.com. Um, and consider renting them out with us. And that's one of the best ways to not lose them if you're a member. Um, or you say, you know, the way that we vacationed has changed a little bit. I have a, I have a son or daughter getting married next year. We're not going to spend as much time at Disney. So I don't necessarily want to bank those points forward. We'd rather take the cash and pay the dues and go on our way. That's another great way to, to, to utilize DVC Rental Store. And then you've got the guest side um, that say, you know, I want to try before I buy. I really want to test drive this product. I've made my Excel spreadsheet. The numbers don't add up to me just quite yet. I'm not really sold, you know, if we would use this thing, you know, as often as I think we might. Um, I think once you stay in a villa and have a kitchen, um, a washer dryer or the proximity to the parks, um, I think it might push you over the edge. But I also work with a lot of guests every day that say, we just love renting out points and some years we do it and some years we don't. The nice thing is too, is that we offer about 35% off of the regular like rate that you would see from Disney. So um, I was looking at some rates before we jumped on to see if we had anything for over the 50th because that's 
Oh, that's coming up. I, that, I, if you have anything, I'll be surprised, but we, now I'm curious. We do. We do. And I looked at Disney's site as well, just to compare. And I, I compared Bay Lake Tower. And um, we do, we have five nights at Bay Lake Tower in a two bedroom and then six nights in a studio. So September, oh, wow. September 30th to October 5th and 6th um, for those. And I quickly jumped on Disney and they didn't have anything um, for that. So if you're still looking for something for the 50th and you don't have to do a five or six night stay, there are other little smaller ones out there too. But I mean, you, at Bay Lake Tower, you can't get more closer to the magic without sleeping at Magic Kingdom. And they don't let you do that right now. So that's the best option as well. Um, and you know, and then to stay at a discount of about 35% off of what Disney's going to charge you again, it's that try before you buy, or some people say I'm out of points, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I want to buy that, that additional add on contract just yet. So I still have my contract over here and I'm going to rent out, you know, a few points here and there too. So there's a lot of different ways to go about it. The great thing that I love about, you know, our team is that they're knowledgeable, they're helpful, they're what I call very consultative. It's not a one size fits all. Um, so they'll really work with our, our families to find, you know, something that works for you. And um, it's not as scary as a process as people think. Um, you know, we have a, a built in cancellation process policy. So if anybody says, you know, gosh, I, I don't know, am I going to lose my, my money if I change my mind? And, you know, we, we learned a lot from COVID. And I think the DVC rental store really, as most businesses has had to do, kind of pivoted into a new day. Um, so we're super proud of that. And we want to do right by our members, by our guests, by our team, you know, the people that work for us. And um, it's I can't say enough about it, especially coming from Disney for 20 years. The culture is very similar um, as far as that care and service that you come to expect from Disney. We want to model that because we, you know, when you come to book something for Disney, you expect that. You don't want something that feels less than. So it's just, it's great all around. And it's dvcrentalstore.com. Most everything that we do is online is, you know, it's kind of emails back and forth. We cert you certainly can give us a call as well. Um, but whether it's you're a member or a guest, we'd be happy to help you walk through, you know, a staycation or something, you know, where you have to rent out your points. That's perfect. I, I'll make sure people know where to go. If you're watching the Instagram live right now, it'll be in stories after this. If you're watching the IGTV, it should be in the comments, but that's, or the caption, but that's a, a great place to go. But yeah, I think it's a, honestly, like as a, as a, as a, as a business, you know, like a business person, like a business major, someone who works in the business world and as a Disney guest and fan, it's the, it's a win-win business model. It truly yeah. is because you're doing right by, by the owners of Disney Vacation Club contracts, you're doing right by those who are looking to try out Disney Vacation Club but are not quite ready to actually purchase Disney Vacation Club yet. And you're doing right by Disney because you're filling their rooms and getting people to go to the park. So, I mean, it's it's truly like when you think of a win-win model, it's, it's so perfect. Um, and I... I love the fact that because there's a i know a few services that offer this and what's the, the reason I, I love what dvc rental store has to offer is the reason you mentioned that most of you or a lot of you are former cast members yeah. who worked at the vacation club or worked at disney in general and you know and sort of have that um cast member service uh just all you know <laughs> it, it just it doesn't leave you so I, I i um i love that about for that your about your particular store is is that sort of cast member approach to to this whole service so um it's just trying to be it, you know for us it's being helpful um it's being honest it you know one of the one of the 
I'd say the top questions that I get is, yeah, but if I use DVC Rental Store, can you connect it to my Disney experience? Which is such a simple question. And the, the simple answer is yes. So you're not gonna check in as a guest and the, the front desk cast member is gonna say, oh, you booked this through a third part. They don't even know where you, 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 know, you booked it at all. Um, and I've stayed on points and I've stayed on uh, using DVC rental store because I thought I ha I now work for the I have to try it and so right. I try the product <laughs> and I have to say too when I was checking in like my little heart was like beating really fast so I thought is is there something did I do something wrong or I don't know I, I don't know what I felt but I just wondered and she was like well welcome home and we just had like this most delightful conversation and and there was no um, there was nothing different between a member and the cast member or a guest and a customer. It was just a very seamless experience um, all around. And that's really what we pride ourselves on. We strive for that, we train for that. Um, and, I, and I believe that that's one of the things that, that truly sets us apart in addition to being kind of a broader company with World of DVC and having the ability to partner up with our partners to say, okay, now you have this need, I have this guest, we can kind of all work together. Um, which is what you expect at Disney. Never should you hear anybody say, well, that's not my department. I, I really don't know or anything like that. We might not know everything, but we can sure go and figure it out. Absolutely. So great. Um, like I said, if you're watching Instagram Live, info will be up after this this live event. If you're watching IGTV, you'll see it in the caption. It's there. Um, but before we go, I'll ask you one more question. Dream Disney Vacation Club staycation. You can stay anywhere. You know, you literally there's no there's no cost associated with it, so don't worry about points. Um, but your dream room resort, um, where where would you stay? Um, uh, I want to say Alani, but I've never been there, so I'm gonna go back to my original resort of Copper Creek, and I'm gonna stay in a cabin for as long as I want to. Because I love, that, I think the cabins are spectacular. That is an amazing answer. You know, as I was thinking about this, I was, I'm actually going to change my answer. Um, <laughs> I was originally going to say at, at the Grand Floridian Villas, but um, I'm actually going to say, because I, I did start with this, I'm going to say uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I'm going to do, because this is the only resort, the St. Club Resort that has this, um, a, at least at Walt Disney World, a club level room club level savannah view oh, right. um through disney vacation club points um through dvc rental store let's say uh using points there um to get the advantages of the club level of the concierge level um and the savannah view and staying at my favorite resort for a staycation that would probably be my my dream staycation maybe i'll make it happen uh someday i'll see if i can make that happen in the next few years and i'll stay in the cabin and we'll we'll have we'll, we'll compare right exactly yeah. <laughs> we'll meet at boardwalk and beach club which is halfway between those two and and enjoy the the grass spot on the boardwalk um the con a, that is something special because nobody else no other dvc resort has that yeah that that, that to me would have to be the one yeah. but anyway carrie this was so much fun i hope everyone watching got something out of this as well or at least had an entertaining discussion about disney staycations um, but I appreciate you taking the time, about an hour talking about this, just the resorts. You haven't talked about the parks, just the resorts. Um, <laughs> but it's been an absolute blast and a lot of fun. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. And to everybody who gave some time on their Tuesday night, I'm so grateful. Thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
And with that, we close out episode 120 of the Imagineer podcast. I want to give a very special thank you once again to Carrie for coming onto the show and talking about her favorite things to do on a Disney Vacation Club staycation. I hope you're all convinced that there are so many ways that you can enjoy a Walt Disney World vacation. And while I always encourage you and certainly hope that you will enjoy the parks, If you don't get the opportunity to do so, or if you want to take a little bit more of a relaxing and casual vacation, there is so much that you can do just by enjoying the amenities and the activities and everything that's available at the Disney Vacation Club Resort Hotels. I encourage you, if you do want to give give Disney Vacation Club a try um, without even going ahead and purchasing it just yet, I encourage you to visit dbcrentalstore.com. Carrie, as she mentioned, uh, works at DVC Rental Store, and it's a way that you can sort of rent points and get a great value at staying at a Disney Vacation Club Resort Hotel without even being a Disney Vacation Club member. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you and hear what your favorite Disney Vacation Club Resort Hotel is for enjoying a staycation and what your favorite things are to do at that resort. You can send me your answers and feedback, as always, in so many different ways. I would encourage you to follow Imagineer Podcast and reach out to me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast on Twitter at Imagineer News or in our Facebook group, which is the Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community. That really is the heart of our community and the place where you can not only talk about this subject and all things Disney with me, but with other members of our listener community. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast app, which will ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you have a moment to leave us a rating and a review in the Apple Podcast Store, that really goes a long way to help this community out. And I do read each and every review that I see that comes through in Apple Podcasts. I'll often share them out to my Facebook and Instagram stories. And I'm so grateful and appreciative of those of you who have left us a rating and a review in the past. The best thing you can do for the show, though, is very simple, and that's to share it. Whether you share out your favorite episode or the podcast as a whole on social media um, or just by talking about it with your friends and family, no matter what you do to spread the word about Imagineer Podcast, it, of course, helps this community out tremendously. If you'd like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast to the next level, definitely take a look at our Patreon group over at patreon.com slash Imagineer Podcast. I have a link to that destination in the show notes of this episode and at ImagineerPodcast.com. Essentially, or essentially, Patreon is a way that you can help to support the show financially and in return get special perks, benefits, rewards, exclusive content, things like early access to every podcast episode, bonus podcast episodes just for listeners, daily exclusive Disney content, a private Facebook group where you can chat with other members of our passholder community. Um, plus, we do weekly Disney Plus watch parties. We have private virtual events and so much more. These, of course, are subject to change depending on when you're listening to the show. So you can see what's currently available by heading to patreon.com slash Podcast. And I want to thank those of you who are already a part of this Patreon community. I so greatly appreciate you and really have enjoyed getting to know you even more through our Patreon group. 
I would also encourage you to take a look at our partners. First, take a look at The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on all social media channels to get the latest news about what's happening at the Disney parks and resorts and all things Disney for that matter. They also offer some incredible tips and strategies to make the most of your next Disney vacation and how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home. And when you're ready to book a vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, or any other Disney destination, definitely take a look at our travel partner, Academy Travel. They are a diamond earmarked agency, which is the highest level of distinction that Disney awards travel agencies because they have been in this business for over 25 years and offer an incredible amount of service in helping you to plan out the details of your next Disney vacation all within your budget and they can really help you to plan out where to stay, how long to stay, where to go and what to do in order to make the most of your next Disney vacation. You can request a free quote from them by clicking on the links in the show notes of this episode or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com. If you click on the travel drop down and select your destination, that will lead you to the form to fill out. There's no obligation if you decide it's not right for you, um, if they do get back to you, but either way, they will get back to you with a free quote for your next Disney vacation. Last but not least, I want to encourage you, as always, to go after your hopes, your dreams, your goals, whatever they might be. We're getting close to the end of 2021. 2022 is right around the corner, so this is a great time to sit and think about and write down your goals for 2022 and action steps you'll take to make that dream a reality. And remember, as always, that inspiring quote from Horizons, if you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer Podcast. Please take a seat and store all carry-on items in the underseat compartment. This includes cameras, purses, hats, and of course, these little beauties.